Hello and welcome to the fellow cast. If I'm quite counting correctly, we are on episode number 17. And I'm always excited to, to start off any episode, but today I'm specifically excited or particularly excited because we are starting a new segment on the fellow cast and that is a segment of discussion. Um, the, some of the discussions may be with multiple people, some of them will just be with one person and, and the discussions will be around relevant topics uh, in Christianity and things that are questions in many Christians' minds and even in unbelievers' minds that hopefully by having these discussions and maybe even debates, uh, we will get to have a clearer understanding of what Scripture says and what God says about these matters. So today in the studio with me, I have Pastor Rob Lucas from the Fellowship Church. He's the senior pastor at the Fellowship Church. And we will be speaking about walking in the Spirit, life in the Spirit. And to many people, this may be a completely foreign term. And maybe to others, it's as natural as taking a breath. Whichever category you fall in, I really trust that uh, this discussion will be beneficial to you, will, will challenge you and stretch you, and even increase your knowledge of God and just the way that He operates within our lives and our uh, places of influence. So take, take, a, take a seat maybe, if you're standing up, you, you might be standing for another half an hour, and take a deep breath and just enjoy listening to what God has to say to you through this message. So very warm welcome to Pastor Rob. Welcome to the fellow cast for your second time. Thanks very much. And uh, as I said in the introduction, today we're going to have a discussion on walking in the Spirit. I know you have a different phrase for it, and we'll hear about that soon, I'm sure. But I want to start off taking small steps, because um, for many people, walking in the Spirit isn't uh, a normal kind of thought pattern for them, even for Christians. Um, it's something that, that we do not often understand very clearly. So I want to talk about the reality of the Spirit realm. And, and how would we introduce or explain the spirit realm to a new Christian or even to someone that just wants to understand the spirit realm? Okay. Yeah, I, I think that our foundation is always scripture. Yes. Um, we, we can't really understand anything without uh, believing that what the scripture says is true. And um, for many of us, because we live in a very natural world, a physical world, a world of, of our senses, um, we find it very difficult to understand something that is totally other, yeah. completely different. Yeah. However, when we are in a space where we understand that, that God is spirit um, and that it, it is he who has created us, uh, it's the the product is trying to understand the producer. Yeah. <laughs> and so very often when we try and understand from any other way other than the scriptures, we get confused. Mm. Um, but scripture itself says that that it's by faith um, that we understand that it was actually um, God who who created us. Yeah. 
um, and the spiritual created the physical. Yeah, sure. So the starting point is always the the greatest reality is spiritual. Yeah. Um, and and so when we look at it, we have to ask ourselves the question: um, What does God look like? And most people would be able, would say, "Well, we don't know. Uh, we can never know." Yeah. But but He's given us His Word. Yeah. Um, and he's given us his word as the the guideline for our understanding of what is spiritual. Okay. And so if we if we see spiritual things as being those things that pre-existed, physical things. Sure. Yeah. It's a big thought. Yeah. But but the the spiritual existed before the physical. Yeah. And um, and God is eternal, so God has been there forever. Yeah. And therefore, we're trying to understand an eternal reality by a very temporary reality. Um, and we, we, we read in Scripture, um, and I, I want to bring it up right up front so that we can, we can get our minds to the space where we can't stand in judgment often. Mm. Uh, it says, now we've received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we know the things that have been freely given to us by God. So we can know whatever God reveals to us. Yeah. Um, these things we also speak not in words which men's wisdom teach, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, uh, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Mm. Uh, but the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, mm. nor can he, he know them because they are spiritually discerned. Mm. And I think we, we need to understand that the Scripture comes and says that, that we will never understand spiritual things trying to use a natural or the five senses or the physical understanding of the world. We will never be able to understand yeah. God. It will always be foolishness. Yeah. Um, but the only way that we're going to do this is is by the Spirit, who will come and teach us the things of the Spirit. Yeah, that's the key. And that, like you said, it's a very big thought because even even in, in Scripture it says God calls things that are not as if they are, which which speaks into creation, I, I guess, because in the beginning there was nothing. It was just this dark, and and He He said thing, He created with His Word, and that's what you're saying. The Word is the the kind of platform that all things spiritual comes from. All things physical. Physical comes all from. All things physical yes. come from, yeah. Uh, but we get to understand the spiritual f- through that. Yeah. And, and in, 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 our, in our picture from Scripture, we, we understand that the, the heavens were created and the heavenly bodies, the angelic realm, were all created and they are spiritual. Yeah. So we, we, we recognize that, that God himself uh, is spirit, but he's created a spiritual realm which mm. we interact with. Yeah. But they are separate and other to who we are. Mm. Okay, that that's really good because it even ma- while we're sitting, it makes me think. And and just this morning, I I landed on John chapter fourteen, and where Jesus promises the the disciples that he's going to send them the Counselor, mm. the Holy Spirit, and he says here in in verse seventeen, he says, "He is the Spirit of Truth. The world is unable to receive him because he doesn't or because it doesn't see him or know him." But you do know him because he remains with you and will be in you. Mm-hmm. And again, I think that just confirms what you've said. It's uh, spiritual things cannot be discerned by non-spiritual people or or beings. Which, in in a weird twist of uh, what's the word? Uh, it's just we are all actually spiritual. Every creation of God is spiritual, right? Even if you're an unbeliever. And, and w- what we've got to recognize is, is that we don't interact in the spiritual all the time yeah. because of our death, 
because of sin. Yeah. Um, but what we we're speaking about Christians, and we're speaking into into where we live yes. every day. <coughs> so I I want to define that. If yeah. if you want to talk about being born again, we can do that. But I sh- think that'll be a batty talk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but but what we do know is is, is that Scripture, and I'm carrying on from one Corinthians. It mm. says, "For he who knows the mind, of, so who knows the mind of the Lord, that he may instruct him." But we have the mind of Christ, Christ yes. and we need to be in that space where we recognize that the mind of God, the mind of Christ, is, yes, the Word of God, but the Spirit of God who interprets the Word to us, mm. so that we don't just interpret the Word of God as we want to, yeah. but but He Himself, God Himself, will give us that interpretation, interpretation. of the Word. Okay. So, we, so we've established that the spiritual realm is 100% real. It's, we often say that it's more real than the things that we can actually feel and touch because, like you said, it, everything physical or originates from what is in the spirit, right? That's right, yeah. Yes. So, I mean, you said we, we're not going to talk about being born again and, and being filled with the spirit. Mm. Um, but I do think we need to speak into something in terms of how do we embark on this this journey of of walking by the spirit like you would say i think you can elaborate a little bit on that specific phrase um how do we embark on the spirit or is it just an, an automatic response to being born again or spirit filled okay scripture tells us that the the moment that we are born again um we have been made complete in christ yeah um from colossians 2 um and that that we, we now have everything spiritual that is necessary for us to live the life that we're supposed to it's Mm. not something that we earn it's not something that we build up to it's not something that that i get um graded on i've received every spiritual blessing in the heavenlies Mm. in that i've received holy spirit to live inside of me yeah i can't get more of him he's god you know uh, and we don't understand that how can god live inside of us um the scripture tells us that this is the way it is. And mm. and this is the starting point, I think, for walking in the Spirit, by the Spirit, however you want to put it. The starting point is understanding that what Scripture teaches is truth. Yeah. And if Scripture says that God lives inside of us, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead, then I need to believe that. Yeah. And, and it's very difficult for me to believe it because I can't perceive it with my mind, yeah. but I can believe it by faith with by my Spirit. Yeah. Um, so we're getting to that space where we're having to say, yes, this is our starting point. Our starting point is believing mm. that the word is true when it says that God lives inside of me. Yeah. That all authority in heaven and on earth dwells within me. Yeah. Um, and that that is the kickoff. Yeah. I mean, that is the crucial thing is the belief and, and the, the faith to receive the promise and the truth. Uh, in job, John chapter 14 again I read just that old thing of Jesus saying but you if you believe you will you everything that you ask for I will give to you and and the father and I will come and make our home in you mm-hmm. and then he later on he says and we will give you the spirit uh, the, you will pour out his love in our hearts because of his holy spirit and even that to to think that the fullness of God's love is re- already inside of me it, it it's activated by believing that and uh, and 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 uh, using it by faith and applying it by faith, if I'm hearing you right. Absolutely. So what what I want to say is is that that you know if we can't see the spirit realm, um, then 
it's very dangerous for us to try and interpret it by our senses. Yeah. But but if we take God's word and we simply believe it and we simply apply it, Jesus says that the the, the physical things, the things of the flesh, profit us nothing. Mm. Um, but the things of the spirit uh, give us life. And my words, he says, um, are life to you. So we, we need to be in that space where we, we, we recognize that when he says something to us, um, we don't try and interpret it through our senses. Mm. We don't put it through a mind that has been darkened by this world. Mm. We don't put it through emotions that have been broken and are fearful and angry and bitter and resentful, yeah. but that we take faith and we apply faith to it. And remember, faith is a risk. Mm. Faith is a massive risk. Is is when the Lord says to me, cast out a demon, um, then then I must be able to be in a space where in faith I cast it out. Yeah. Uh, it's not because I've I, I feel like I've got extra power or I feel anointed on the day. I'm just doing it because He commands me to do yeah, it. Yeah. Maybe let's let's talk about that for a moment, just in terms of feeling mm-hmm. and and emotion and our senses in, in in with the spiritual. I mean, this is obviously a, can be a topic by itself. But just to often, I mean, we've discussed it before. Where a lot of a lot of people who do feel the, the moving of the spirit and 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 that's their kind of language to express how they experience the moving of the Holy Spirit personally, corporately. Where do we where do we draw the line then in terms of okay? I am feeling God moving, and and by faith I'm just knowing that He's moving. Yeah. Uh, years ago, um, when I first came to salvation, I, I remember going. I think it was a Campus Crusade little booklet that they had, and they showed a, a, a train, and they showed the engine and the coaches, and then they had the 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 guards van at the back, and and they said that that the engine was faith. Okay. And that the guards van was feelings. Okay, um, and so by faith we make choices, and our feelings follow. Follow, all right. Um, but if we allow our feelings to make choices, you can only be running downhill. Yeah, because it'll never be able to take you anywhere except downhill. Yeah, and and we need to be careful that we we don't allow our feelings to become the judge of God, mm. which many people do. Many people would say, well, I can't, I can't believe or I can't feel or it, it doesn't seem right. Mm. Uh, and they make a judgment on God's word and on God's character and on, on, on themselves as well yeah. because it doesn't feel right. Yeah. Um, and then we need to understand that then our faith is based on how I woke up this morning. Mm. Yeah. Or what I had for supper last night. How my hormones are doing or whatever. Whatever it is that, 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 that's governing me yeah. at that particular time. And would you say that scripture that talks into, um, you know, the wisdom of this world is sensual and demonic? Does that speak into that kind of feelings uh, and emotions kind of governing um, the way that we um, obey God in a sense? Well, I think that all of us have been, well, we not, I think, we're all commanded to be renewed in the spirit of our mind. Yes. Okay, which which tells us very clearly that our starting point is a mind that is darkened by this world. Mm. Um, we're, we're told not to be like the Gentiles, yeah. who are seared in, in their ways, d- darkened in their the ways, um, but to be renewed by the, the Word of God, changing the way we understand reality. Yeah. So it's a process. So I think all of us come into um, the spirit life. We come in with darkened minds. Yeah. We come in with, with false ideas. 
Um, but it's taking the word of God and saying, I'm applying it and I'm believing it as the word of God. And the more I apply it and the more I see God working through it, the easier it is for me to believe those things. Yeah, because yeah. I'm being purified by the word, washed by the word. Washed by the word, yeah. So how then? How would we then identify or what would be some of the kind of uh, pointers to a, a Christian walking in the spirit? Uh, let's be honest, as as Christians, maybe, I mean, I've been there where parkier. you know, you, <laughs> being saved is enough um, and never experiencing the spirit life. What would be some, um, yeah, just indicators of that person is really walking or living by the spirit? Okay. I, I think that the, the primary one, I, I love James when he speaks of the man who comes to the mirror, which is the word of God. And he looks into the mirror and he sees what he is mm. according to God's statement. Sure. Um, and then he walks away and one man will forget about that. But I believe that those who walk in the spirit walk in what they see in the mirror. Sure. Wow. So their lives are, are a reflection of what the scriptures say about who they are. Um, we we, we, we want to say that you know spiritual people are, are measured, and I suppose denominationally we may measure it differently. You know, um, Baptists may say if you're baptized, and you know, uh, Pentecostals if you speak in tongues, yeah. or or we can go down those roads. But but clearly, um, Jesus said that that a wise man is a man who hears my word and goes and does it. Yeah, he's the man who built his house on rock. Mm. Um, because his whole life has changed and he can face the turmoils and the battles of life because he's centered on an action of putting the word into place. Mm. Um, and, and it's the exact same, I believe it's the exact same story that James is saying to us. So if you said to me, how do we recognize people who are walking the spirit? They're the people that are, who are reading the word, discovering who they are, mm. and in faith, they're stepping out and doing those things. Yeah, yeah that's key, the identity thing. Because yeah. that's where it starts. Be Absolutely. Again, believing what God says about you. Yeah, and, and, and I'll give you a peek into the, the, the series. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but uh, the, the, the whole thing of, of being a new creation, of being complete in my spirit. When God said he give me a new spirit, it's complete, it's whole, it's holy. Mm. Um, and so I, I have received every spiritual blessing in the heavenlies. I do have all authority in heaven and on earth because of what Jesus has done. Yeah. It's not mine by any other way than by grace. Yeah. But by faith, I activate that. Yeah. And it's, it's understanding who I am as a spiritual child of God and then transforming my outward man into obedience to who I am on the inside. Uh, we read in Hebrews that, that um, spiritual, spiritually mature Christians of those who have, by constant use, trained themselves to be able to discern so, between good and evil. Yeah. So the, and I think that the emphasis is on the constant use, yeah. continuously putting into practice those things which I hear the Spirit, I hear the Word telling me to do. Mm. So for maybe for a moment, if we can just what look at the spirit realm from the the darker side, the other side, is mm. is it possible to walk in the spirit if you're not a Christian, and and what does that look like? Okay, well, it's impossible to walk in the spirit 
the spirit you, of, of uh, God. Uh, uh, the spirit of God, because you're not born again. Yeah. And and th- that we, we just need to say that. Um, do we see uh, an affinity with spiritual things with non-Christians? Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. Why? Because we were created spiritual. Yes. And there is a spiritual ache inside of us. Um, there, there is a need to connect with God inside of us. I think it was Augustine of Hippo who said, yeah. there's a God-shaped vacuum inside every person. Yeah. I want to say there's a spirit-shaped vacuum yeah. inside of every person. And so, yes, I think that, that, that there are non-Christians who are seeking a spiritual connection. Yeah. Um, and we can connect with the wrong spirits. Um, and I'm going to say that, and, and I don't want to go down the negative side because we're talking about walking in the Spirit. Yes. But but we are warned in Scripture not to try and call on the dead. Yeah. It doesn't say we can't. Yeah. We're warned not to. We're warned in Scripture to stay away from witchcraft, yeah. from spiritism, from occultism. Why? Because those are appealing to an unregenerate mind. Yeah. And but we're warned, don't go there. Those an abomination before the Lord. Yeah. So yes, there can be uh, a connection into the dark side. Okay. What does Jesus teach us about life in the spirit? I mean, obviously Jesus is the prime example. But w- what would what would we as an everyday Christian? taking the word by faith, believing that the things that Jesus said in, in, in the Gospels, you will do the same things, you will do even greater things because I'm going to the Father, I'm giving you my spirit. How does that play out? I, th- I think it starts with Jesus gives us a, a definition. And remember, Jesus being fully man, yeah, um, prays a prayer and he says, Father, just as you and I are one, um, so we want to pray for them that they may be one. Yeah. Um, as you are in me and I am in you, um, may they be in us. Yeah. Okay. So the picture for, uh, for me is that, that when Jesus prays that prayer, he's giving us an incredible insight into what man really should be. Yeah. Completely connected with the Father. Yeah, sure. Uh, fully integrated that we would be one. And, and that's our born again experience. But Jesus understood it and he lived it. Yeah. He lived to his full potential. And I think as Christians, we don't believe and therefore we don't live to that full potential because he bought us one with, one with God. Hmm. In the very words that you quoted, that, that I'll go away, that I'll, he'll send you another and that, that I've been with you, but he'll be in you. Yeah. So that is, our, that is our inheritance in Christ. But Jesus understood it and he walked in it. Yeah. Whereas I think today as Christians, we're learning how to walk in it mm. by being renewed in our minds, by applying the scriptures, by, by believing that this is actually true. Yeah. You touched on something there and it's go- maybe going off track a little bit, but th- that statement that Jesus made when he said, I only do what I see my father do. I only say what I hear my father say. It, it gives us a kind of a glimpse that, or an idea that Jesus could see into heaven. He could see what was happening in heaven. And I mean, even his prayer, the, the model prayers on earth as it is in heaven and that gives us a a clue to what what god's overarching will is what is in heaven it needs to be on earth Mm. um maybe can can we talk about that can we see into heaven and and if we do what should we be seeing (laughs) okay um you're gonna get a really good baptist view on this okay (laughs) absolutely we can see into heaven we're given the bible 
The Bible tells us what it's like. The Bible gives us a, a, a photograph album yeah. of, 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 of what it's like. Um, and, and we have the Spirit living inside of us, God living inside of us, interpreting those things mm. to us constantly. So, yes, we can know what's going on in heaven. Mm. And we can be in touch because He's living inside of us. And so we should be in a space where we are allowing... And th this is the hard part. We're allowing our inner life to govern our outer life. Mm. Because in our inner life, we're in communion with God. Yeah. In our spirit life, we, we're listening to God. We're reading the Word and feeding our minds, but we're feeding our, our spirit on that Word. Mm. And when He speaks those words to us, and I'm going to use those terms now, when He speaks those to us, we know, we hear His voice. We know what it's like when He's speaking to us. Yeah. So we should be saying, well, I'm doing what I know the Word and the Spirit are telling me to do. Yeah. And then I can know what His will is on earth as it is in heaven. Mm. Yeah, that's that really makes it simple yeah. for for someone who, f who feels like, but it sounds profound to be able. It is profound, but to be able to see into heaven and experience heaven on earth. Yeah. Uh, but it really, w the way that you explain it, makes it attainable. Absolutely, to every Christian. No, but not attainable. It, it it's it's given to us. It's the the it's the privilege. It's the right for us to know the will of the Father. It's uh, we can't we can't obey it if we don't know it. Yeah. And it would really be a terrible father who would say, "Try and find out. Guess." Yeah. Um, but no, instead he's given it to us. It's it's in the Word. It's in the photograph album. Yeah. Um, and and that is is brought to life by the Spirit inside yeah. of us. There's, I think there's a proverb that says um, that he hides, he hides it for us, not mm -hmm. from us. Yes. Because there's a, there needs to be a pursuit uh, after the things of God. It's, it, it would be stupid to think, in my opinion at least, that everything will just be downloaded and suddenly you will be in the spiritual kind of mode and everything you will see clearly, you will hear clearly, even though that's what, what is the possibility with the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. inside of us. But that gives there's a, it creates a tension for every Christian to to have to hunger after the things of the Spirit um, and, and after the things that God has hidden inside of us for us to find. Um, maybe maybe can you uh, can can I, you can I just uh, I I just want to pick that up a little bit. Yes, please um, do. Just in, in terms of um, th that um, that searching out, um, we're we're told that no mind can perceive. Mm. You know uh, the things that the, that the Lord has has prepared for those who love Him, but we've already yeah. received. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think that, that there is this this sp space that we need to get to that we start to say, if we just lived in what we've been re what's been revealed, our lives would be very different. Yeah. Um, but we often want to chase the next clever thing, mm. or or someone else's newest revelation. Or whatever the case is, instead of saying, "So, what is revealed, mm. and am I obedient in those things?" Yeah. If I'm faithful with a little, I'll be entrusted with more. With a lot more, yeah. Okay, I, I need to try and phrase this one correctly so that I get the the question right. But I mentioned earlier, in many ways, you know, a lot of Christians have settled for, "I'm saved. I've got my kind of ticket to heaven, and and that's okay." And you can you can interpret this in a way that whatever co comes best. But where or why did or do the church go wrong in in not teaching 
and equipping believers for a life in the spirit if if at all the church did go wrong um i guess what i'm what i'm asking is why do some christians believe it's good enough to say to say the sinner's prayer um and never move on from there mm. I, I don't know if that makes sense if yeah I, i'm very cautious about talking about churches yeah you know my heart um but let me speak from my experience yes please. um because that that's as honest as i can be um I don't believe that when I first became a Christian, um, I had a perception of of growing in holiness. Um, uh, the The emphasis was more on getting rid of sin. Yeah. And so uh, a, a lot of a lot of my early years was spent in guilt, okay. and in 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 disappointment, um, and in shame. Yeah. Because uh, the emphasis was on you know you need to be better. Yeah, get fixed up. Get fixed up, and a lot of that was went with good Bible teaching, but not very good application. Mm. Um, and so, you know, there's one thing about knowing Scripture; it's quite another to be doing Scripture. Yeah. Um, and so, it, it, a lot of what I knew of Scripture was exactly that: it was knowledge. Mm. I didn't have the 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 wisdom. Of how to apply that knowledge, okay, um, and um, knowledge can be puffed up um, if you know if you can quote so many scriptures, if you can do this, if you can do that, you know you're doing well. But actually, there is there was there was very little emphasis on actually hearing God, Holy Spirit, who lives inside of me. Yeah, sure. Um, so for me, it was about Father, Hallelujah, Son, thank you. And and sad to say it, but holy book, mm. you know, um, I, I I need to know the book. I need to apply the book. I yeah. need to live the book, um, and and it wasn't really satisfying because you were always short. It was kind of like trying to keep the law. Yeah, um, you you were always short and you were always failing. So I think that part of what was deficient in in my teaching was the parakaletos. The Holy Spirit who comes alongside of me to help me to become mm. who I really am, mm. um, and so the, the 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 struggle to become something instead of understanding I am already. Mm. Now I'll explain that a little bit just so that for anybody listening doesn't know how you and I talk. Yeah. Um, so um, it it was it was always trying to be a good Christian. Instead of under and and that is great, but it was by my own effort. Yeah, it was by my own um, good works that I would become a good Christian. I never understood the whole thing of having been uh, bought and paid for. I never understood the whole thing of being made holy mm. and being a holy one, um, new English saint. Um, we like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I never understood w- who I really was in terms of I'm a son of God. I'm loved. Mm. I'm nurtured. I'm cared for. That I'm complete. And I, I love that statement in, in Colossians that says, and you are complete in him. Mm. That I don't have need to have add anything. I just need to become who I yeah. am, yeah. if that makes sense. You f- you're busy filling the mold. That's right. That's already there. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I always say it like this. Um, I grew up in a family, um, and um, in the family we were five kids. Um, some of the older kids than than me 
performed better at school um and 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 i didn't always get the performance right and yeah. and and i was told by the headmaster of the school once i wish you were more like your sisters um but we were still all the same family yeah we still had the dna That's of right. of our parents we yeah. still lived out that name and and i have realized that as a christian uh i have the dna mm. i have everything that is necessary to be like jesus mm. Um, I don't need God to give me another top-up or another filling or another whatever. I need to be, begin to live out who I am. Yeah. And, and let me put it this way. I need to grow up from being a babe in Christ who's newborn yeah. into maturity. Yeah, that's really profound. That's, that's what it's all about is mm. continuing on the journey. And, and growth takes effort. Absolutely. Most of the time. So you mentioned it in, in your last answer as well. Many, many Christians find it easy to relate to Jesus or, or to the Father. Um, and and I, th I think it kind of tags onto what, what you've just said. But, but why is it so difficult for many people to relate to, to Holy Spirit as, as God? Because we don't believe the Word. Uh, and, and that really is the, the, the simple answer. Mm. Um, you know, th there is, there is a, a statement of we're people of, of the Word and we believe the Word. But, but clearly throughout Scripture, right from Genesis, God, Holy Spirit is present. Yeah. Um, and the fact that He's center stage, if you remember when Jesus was center stage in the, in the Gospels, they didn't believe He was God. Mm. Um, so, you know, um, th there is this whole thing of as we walk with him, we may look back from eternity and say, wow, we should have seen it. Yeah. Um, but, 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 yeah, I think because we don't believe what the scriptures say about him being God, about him living inside of us, mm. about him leading and guiding us into all truth, mm. about him comforting us in this earth, not one day when we die, that he is with us now. Um, I, I, I believe that's where... Mm the 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 miss is yeah there's a real golden thread that runs through everything that that we've spoken about uh, this today is is that that whole thing of faith <laughs> in 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 stepping into that realm because it is a realm but yes. it's it's a reality mm. in, in bridging that gap between the our, our current realities and the realities of god the spiritual realities um i mean there's so much more we we can talk about and, and we're definitely going to do a part two on this um, but just, just do you have any any final words, any final thoughts regarding walking in the spirit that you would like to to get out there? I, I think that what we got to we we've got to get our minds around is is because um, because the spirit realm can neither be felt, seen, um, touched. It can't be read by our our senses. Mm. Um, We've got to be careful that we, we use the only accurate means of interpreting spiritual. Not our experience. Mm. Not somebody else's book. We need to use the Word of God. Sure. And we need to trust that it is the Word of God. And we need to trust that it's faithful. And we need to trust that we can apply it fully in our lives. Mm. But I can't rely on my goosebumps. Um, and, and, and I can't rely on, you know, um, so-and-so's latest book. Um, I have to rely on the Word because that requires faith for me to apply it. Mm. So, yeah, um, when it comes to things spiritual, the only accurate 
completely accurate understanding we'll ever have is the Word of God interpreted by the Holy Spirit. Sure. Yeah, thank you so much, Pastor Rob. I think there's there's really a lot to think about in this half an hour that we've spoken. And we're definitely going to do a, do a part two. There's so much more that we can speak about. So thank you very much for your time. I really trust that those people who have listened and will continue to listen to this will be challenged in their walk um, with the Spirit and, and in just embarking on a journey in the spiritual realm. Thank you for your time. It, it's a pleasure. Maybe what, something we should put on the podcast is, is that you and I speak out of a context that we actually we think very similarly and we yeah. understand certain things. Maybe we, we should be asking your listeners to be able to say, um, you know, I didn't understand that. Yeah. Could you explain that? That's a good idea. Um, and, and allow, uh, you know, a chance for, for their, their worldview yeah. to speak into where we are. Yeah. And then we are answering the right questions. That's a very good idea. So if you have been listening and you have a question or a comment you would like to make, please do so by sending an email to Valdu at the Fellowship. And we would love to, to read those out and discuss them and, and sit around the word and, and, and see what God says about them and what we've, we've learned about them. Thank you very much for listening. Bye-bye.